Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 118, the 2019 Indian Telugu language action thriller film episode 118. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. Trey, you're going to have to send me that. Just Google 118 is the first thing that comes up. Um, all right, big week, big week for, for uh, college basketball. Now we have some winners to hand out here. Um, so the second annual um, Wasted Takes, the second annual Wasted Takes Bracket Spectacular, um, the winner of that, and it wasn't frankly very close, was Cameron. So congratulations to Cameron. Made a take that he wasn't going to watch um, – he wasn't going to watch any college basketball. Might have paid off for him. Um, Cam, h- how you feeling? I feel great. Um, I think it, it just proves my point that if you don't pay attention, you're going to be better because I'm never good at these things and I try to pay attention a lot. But, um, yeah, I will take a, a loss saying that Duke's going to win it all because of Coach K. Um, wasn't too upset about that just because I ended up winning this and then I won a couple other leagues. So I'm pretty happy with the outcome. Um, going to stay humble about it. You know, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, I want to thank my fans that trusted in me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Trey, he came close. He had the same picks as me. For the most part, later on, you just gotta you gotta be better in the in the first and second rounds. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, are you ever gonna watch college basketball again, Cam? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, the final standing was Cam with eight seventy, and then I was behind eight twenty, so I lost by fifty points. Um, and then it was a huge drop off. Linnea was six fifty. Tucker with five seventy. Edging out my girlfriend, Christina, by 10 points. Congratulations, Tucker. Um, Then Dylan in uh, sixth with 540. Lindsay in seventh with 440. And Jackie McNinch all the way down at the bottom with 410. So not a a terrific showing by anybody, but it was all right. Um, Did you tally tally up who's like, who won if you like add the couples together? Like who had the lowest score if you add the couples together? The highest score for the couples would probably be me and Christina, followed by. I meant like place, like if you do. Oh well, first place. no, I, I, I mean it would be me and Christina would be the best then, because I came okay. in second and she came in fifth, and then you and Linnea, you came, Linnea came in third and you came in sixth, so it's about the same, I guess. But who cares? Yeah, I we win. I win. My my girlfriend's the smartest girlfriend. There we go. Um, all right. Um, another big bracket announcement. The winner of the fan bracket that was tweeted out. A lot of you didn't know this was going on because we mentioned it on the show after it was already tweeted out. And it was too late. Um, the winner of that was Johnny Montaigne with an excellent bracket. 1440 points, which is insane. That's pretty I damn he, good. I think he's top like yeah, 2,000. Yeah, I said it in the chat yesterday. Um, definitely the best bracket I've ever seen. Um, he was always up there, like in the Sweet 16, Elite 8, whatever. 
And then his final four, he got three out of four. And then UNC, the championship, is a crazy one with Kansas winning it. So we'll, we'll have to get him on the show. But, yeah, I think he was like 2,100 in the world, which is 17.3 million brackets. It's pretty good, I would say. Yep, Johnny, we are uh, officially extending an invitation for you to uh, join up with the pod and uh, and uh, come ho- guest host an episode, come give a waste take, whatever you want to do, man. It's up to you. He's a character, so that should be good. Um, alrighty, so uh, one more loser. That'll be a good guest host. Yes, it will. One more loser. Uh, Frank War retired. Will not play with the Sun Cam. It's an old take, but just got to put it on the books there. Um, I'm a loser. I, I have no idea. I, one more I thing about one more thing about Cam and your bracket. You filled out twenty five brackets or more, right? Um, I did. Was, was, that was my first one I filled out. Though. Was, yeah, I was about to say, was that your best one? Like, was there something special about that one? No, it wasn't my it wasn't my best one, um, but it was the first one that I filled out and I put it in this league. Another league I actually won, and I it was a different bracket that I entered in. Tucker, big parlay loser. It wasn't a parlay; it was a future. Or future, sorry, that's what I meant. But I still made 150 bucks, so I'm a winner technically. But I could have won 50 more. I hated that move. I know you made money off it, but I hated it. I think that's I the reason UNC it. lost. It's because you didn't just Why? stick to your guns with your team. That's how you. That's how you profit. It's called profit, yeah, right? I understand, I understand it. I just I think it's I think, I think it's cowardly. I think it's cowardly. I would never prop if I had a if I put a future on the Patriots today to win the Super Bowl. And by some grace of God, they made it in. I would not bet on the other team. Tell you that much. I would. I would not. That's dumb. That is a that's a dumb strategy. I don't care. I don't care. That might be dumb. the most wasted take I've ever. It's heard called of. being a fan. Um. All right. Do you not like money? I like my teams more than I like money. I, the the winning the winning ways of my teams Boo. give me more fulfillment than money does. So. Um, in terms of a point, we don't have a point because Dylan didn't upload the episode in time. So, um, it is, it was uploaded before we started. Yeah, I we're not going to give everybody two hours to vote. Do you think people listen and actually just in case nobody listens anyway? Why don't just post it now? No, one hour. Nope, not doing it. One of you can post it if you want. Um, all right. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Once you come in. Once you try and get us to do work, that's only trouble. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I've been slacking on up the uploading. I know. I'm sorry. I hate you for it. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, ways to take. Who wants to go first? I gotta go get my food out of the oven, so I, I, I can. Will not be going. I can go. All right. Let her rip. All right. So I got a, a take that involves a sport we haven't really talked about in a while. Everyone knows the Masters is coming up, and I think this take has probably been made before. Tiger Woods came out and said that he is pretty much most likely going to play. I'm going to take that as a definitive yes, and I will say not only will he make the cut, because right now I'm pretty sure he's like plus 120 to make the cut, which I think is easy money. I'm going to say that Tiger Woods is going to be a top, 15 finalist in the Masters this year. Lock it in. I mean, I love it, Cam. Um, I was debating having the take that he was going to win the Masters. I think um, 
Uh, I think yeah. that he has. A, I would say a way to take would be that he's winning the Masters. Top fifteen seems easy. Well, he hasn't even made the cut yet, and he's not favored to make the cut. So I, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods win, wins the Masters may, would be like the lamest take of all time. Yeah. He, has, he has Tiger Woods making top 15. Yeah, I understand that, but at least it's like not just straight up, oh, Tiger Woods, everybody's favorite golfer will win. I'm pretty sure Tucker made the take last year of Tiger Woods going to win the Masters. Okay, I have a question. When did you say Charlie Woods was going to win the Masters? You did. You made a take that Charlie Woods would win the Masters. Oh. Um, no, I think my take was that he's going to win it at a younger age than Tiger did. Oh, all right. Um, Tucker, do you think it's going to happen? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, it's Tiger fucking Woods, and everyone's doubting him. This is exactly what he wants. I'll tell you why they're doubting him. They're doubting him for good reason. He smashed up his back in a car accident. He's not going to be the same. No, he will not finish top 15. I know it's I know it's a hater take, but like... He has these back injuries, and he typically does not come back strong off these back injuries. It takes him some while to get into the groove. He just got in a huge car accident like a year ago. Can we talk about that, too? He literally almost died. They yeah. did say any information about the car accident. Well, they. it was clear that he... Was he was probably overtook his drugs. sleep, not not like hard drugs. He probably just took too many of his sleep medicine, and he was out drinking the night before, hungover, and he probably just fucking fell asleep or whatever. Isn't that the second time that's happened? <laughs> I think it, I think it might. He shouldn't have a license at this point. Probably not. They got away with it because he was going to do like charity work. So they were like, oh, it's okay. no, he was going to give Drew Brees a golf lesson. Was that what it was? I thought he was doing yeah. a charity tournament with Drew Brees. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Oh, I thought it was a golf lesson for Drew Brees. Um, no, it was, it was some sort of function. I don't have him coming in top fifteen. I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope it does. I mean, he's—it's all the Masters is better when Tiger Woods is in it, right? So, uh, Dylan, what uh, do you think? What do you think? Do you think he'll make the cut? That's my question. Um, I mean, I don't know that much about golf, and I don't know how. What's like the cut? What's the cutoff? What's the number? How many people? I don't know. To be honest, I just yeah. he's plus one twenty right now, and I think that's easy money to make the cut. <laughs> he's plus one twenty. Yeah, uh, that's almost even. Yeah, he'll make it. Why not? I'll say he'll make it. He'll he'll. You know he's he's a, he's the greatest ever, so he'll he'll make it, but he won't he won't come. He'll poor showing from him on the on the actual round, on the on the championship rounds. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what do you think? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's remarkable that he's most likely going to play. I mean, the first thing people were saying was that he's never going to play again. People thought he was going to die. <laughs> like he'll never be the same. I remember on the pod when. Accident happened. There was, I think we all, I think we all said that, like, oh no, he's playing again. This is not it. Um, despite all the rumors that were floating around, um, which is a big win for the pod. I think this is his first official um, tournament that he's going to be back in or match, whatever you want to call it, uh, that he'd be golfing in. Top fifteen is wasted. Um, 
I could see him making the cut. I mean, th- here's the thing. If you come off, if he's actually healthy and he's not just like doing this just for like publicity sake and like, I'm going to go out there and play golf, but not really like compete very well because he's still like struggling with like rehab and whatnot. Yeah, I, don't I don't think that's the case. That's, that's what Tiger Woods I don't think so either because he never does that stuff. He only, he only likes to play when he's like okay to play. So if he's okay to play, he's going to be jacked up because he's probably going to, you know, feel good that, like, oh, my God, I'm playing golf again. Like, there was questions of if I was ever going to do this. I remember, I think it was his legs were, like, all made. Yeah, I, I thought um, I remember hearing, like, he's not going to walk again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. Um, that's what I do, and I'm on the same page as you. So he, I think, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he, he's just going to feel like he's, you know, on the moon, just happy to be out there, you know, so he could play ridiculously better because of it. And so I, I think, I think there's reason to believe that he could go on a heater. So I'll, I'll agree with you. So my thing is, I think that he's such a competitor and he's been playing all these practice rounds and stuff. If he didn't feel like he could compete, I don't think he would even enter because at that point, yeah, you get, you know, Wow, Tiger Woods just came off this big injury and now he's going to play again. Didn't make the cut. I feel like he wouldn't be satisfied with that. So I feel like he's taking the decision very seriously. And if he's going to play, he's going to be able to compete. I feel like he wouldn't even enter it if he didn't think that he was good enough to, to win it, to be honest with you. I think that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, I agree. Who's up? Dale, Tuck. I'll go. Um, so obviously it was uh, March Madness ended this weekend or yesterday on Monday. Um, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, Cam, your take was that it was going to be the most boring uh, uh, March Madness ever is, is pretty hilarious because it was actually uh, one of the best. My take is is that it was the best. This was the best March Madness ever. Uh, you know, all the highlights of, like, uh, you know, game-winning shots or, you know, the ones that we all know about, Duke, um, Christian Leitner, and a bunch of other people. And But this, this year, it was the most upsets ever, and it was the biggest comeback ever in the finals. I'm locking it in. This is the best March Madness ever. So I don't agree. I agree with you that my take was awful. So many upsets. Very exciting. I don't agree because there wasn't any buzzer beaters this year. And I feel like there were a couple OT games um, that were wire to wire, but not like too many. In the sense of upsets and St. Peter's, obviously that was amazing. And I love it. But... Buzzer beaters, I feel like they're just so more, so much more exciting. Like last year, Gonzaga um, in the Final Four. Obviously, the comeback with Kansas last night was awesome too. But I would not say it was the best ever. What would you say is the okay. best ever, if, if not that one? So um, I will say that it's not the best ever because, like, one of the heavy favorites won. UNC wins that game. It's one of the best 
March Madness is ever. Because that's yeah. an seed coming back, coming and winning it. Yeah, it ended up with just like a one seed winning, which I think makes it more boring in my mind. That's that's really true too. So I was thinking about that, um, but I think it's still, you know, even with Kansas winning because of the comeback that the game, um, that it still qualifies. I'll tell you what. Best ever in my mind. Um, two come to mind. One of them was, and I'm sure you're not going to like this, but I just think it was a really cool scenario, was 08 when all four one seeds made it. Um, and you'll probably hate that just because it's like, oh, the favorites win. I just thought it was really cool that those are the best teams in the league and they did make it. And that was also the Mario Chalmers game, which I was rooting for UNC. But, like I said, buzzer beaters, awesome. And then the year that UConn, as a seven seed, Kentucky as an eight seed, the highest ever uh, finals seeds, um, that was pretty awesome. And then Steph Curry, Davidson year, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of years that come to mind. I just feel like this one didn't stand out as the best ever. So to me, I think that there's some merit to this. Because, I mean, you guys know I'm not a huge college basketball guy. But every single game I watched was really good. That's what I'm saying. I was, was like, and I was really invested into it this year. There's other years I just didn't care enough. Every enough. game was really good. You had the Coach K storyline. Um, you had UNC going on that Cinderella run. You had St. Peter's going on their Cinderella run. Um, I mean, I think, was that one with UConn? Was that the Kemba year? Yes. So, they, so that one was really good too. I remember that one. That one was really good as well. But this one has got to be a top, a top one. And I, I'll go ahead and agree with you, Dill. I mean, and and the way the final ended, you know, being that giant comeback, Barstool sell, selling the, uh, you know, the twenty-eight to three shirts, but with their with the uh, that that score, um, the way the comeback was, the way UNC. Uh, and Duke met for the first time, and it was Coach K's final game. I mean, that game itself was like perfect college basketball theater. I don't know how you could how you could write a script better than that. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it's I think it's got to be up there, and I'll say I'll, I'll say I agree, though. I will say it's up there. I'm not I'm not saying that it's not that you know bad. Of the change the it's, ending. If you yeah, if you and see one, I I would win over a lot more people. But I just honestly the comeback they were they were Kansas was down and out early and like down fifteen yeah. at half. It's like all right, well, I'm just no, gonna yeah. pack it in and try not to lose by twenty. I will say I I'd say it's top three, definitely one that I mean I pay attention every year, but it's top three for sure. All right, I have a take. Um, so I texted you guys earlier about something the MLB has introduced in spring training that is probably going to be available right from the get-go here this week with opening day coming up. It's called PitchCom, and I'll explain it real quick to you. It's incredible, and I don't know if I love it or hate it yet. I haven't decided, but it is really, really cool. So instead of giving signals, which slows the game down a ton and which has been the subject of a myriad of you know cheating scandals, sign stealing. What's going to happen is the catcher on his glove arm 
will be wearing a little wrist, wrist remote and he can tell location and pitch type to the pitcher whose hat will have like a headband in it that has a radio voice going down to, you know, so he can hear it. Um, so this is meant to speed up the game and to stop cheating. Because, um, you know, you when you've got your signs going, you give your signs, then, you know, the, the second base guy on second sees it, you know, he'll signal, they got to stop, they got to change their signs, like slows the game down a lot, you know. So this is a, an attempt to really speed up the game is like the main thing with it. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think it's really cool. Luis Severino, uh, Luis Severino used it with his catcher um, in a game the other day. And he said he loved it and he would love to use it for his first start. So we're probably going to see this implemented pretty soon. So obviously, like I said, this is meant to stop cheating as well. I think the exact opposite is going to happen. I think within the next three years, there will be a massive cheating scandal involving Pitchcom and Radio Jammers. That's my take. The, the MLB... What happens every time they make a change? The players and the coaches find a way to cheat. This is a cheating league. It's expected. It's encouraged. Um, there will be cheating no matter what they do. And for Pitchcom, it's going to make it that much cooler of a way to cheat because it's going to be like secret agents in the dugouts with radio sig signal jammers and transmitters and <laughs> messing with the other guy's batteries. You know, maybe, maybe you charge them out, you rip off the pitcher's hat, you stomp on it. I don't know. There's going to be cheating scandals with radio jammers, I think, is 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 what's going to happen. It's going to be one of the biggest cheating scandals in the history of the league. Pitchcom, cheating scandal within the next three years. That's the take. Give me your opinion on Pitchcom and if you think that that will happen, Dylan. All right, so this is so I, – so I, I don't like this for a lot of reasons. Um, initially, I was like, oh, that's – I mean, it's kind of cool, like – they can get the signal from the catcher with the electronic thing. And, but then I was like, what is the most like quintessential baseball image? And it's like a home run. Besides a home run, it's the catcher throwing down the one or throwing down the two and the pitcher gearing up to throw a fastball or, you know, it's just like, that's like, that's just like so in, entrenched in the game is giving giving hand signals and and the other thing too as a fan is you know I I watch baseball I, I feel at a higher level than I watch other sports so like if I'm watching a game on TV I like that I know what pitch is coming before it's pitched because I'm like oh here comes a curveball so then you can like watch it unfold it's more fun to like like watch what the hitter doesn't know happen as they're trying to figure it out uh, like that that's what i enjoy out of watching baseball is part of that so you're gonna lose that the cheating aspect of it a hundred percent agree i think you got the timeline wrong i think you should say three weeks not three years <laughs> someone's gonna do something stupid with the with the band or whatever they're gonna wear on their head i think um like, what if they like, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like there's more issues that could come up because like what happens when it's so loud and now the pitcher doesn't know what was said because it's just going into his ear That's or he's, like, 
Pumping crowd uh, noise in. Pumping crowd noise in. Here yeah, like, like uh, what do they got to do? But now the pitcher doesn't remember the signs. Because uh, a, a, a pitcher can always, like, I mean, I guess they could step off, but, like, I don't know. It's they'll just the, go back to, if they can't hear, they'll have to go to hands. They'll have to then go back to the old way. And the whole point of, like, if you put the signs down, like, and you have a guy on second base on the other team, like, that's part of the game. Like, if you're a good enough team, you might as well steal the signs. Like, that, like if the catcher is not blocking it from the, from the third base coach, like, you steal the sign. Like, that's part of the game. So. I hope someone hacks also, the software and the, the guy, the pitcher, gets one in his head. Throw this ball. Dick height. Change up. I, I, and I watch it fly. I can, I can talk more after. Let somebody else go. Tucker. Pitch calm, like it or hate cares? it. Who the fuck cares? Like, you guys, like, any technological bit stupid. I didn't say it was stupid. stupid. I said it was cool. Okay, well, that's more attacking. I don't care about the numbers or anything like that. I mean, do whatever you want. Um, I guess if it makes the game faster, cool. I don't really see People how. Have... I feel like that wasn't a really long part of the game. So I don't really see. Well, how think it's... about it, Tuck. Every like a bunch of those pitch pitchers meetings where they call the whole infield in. They're ta- they're changing signs and you know. So what you say? Well, I know, but you're also you you're not just calling those pitchers meetings to change the signs usually, right? No, but a lot of times you do. No, the the speed the speed up is going to be um, every single pitch you're going to be shaving up, however much of a tenth of a second because that catcher doesn't have to wait for the batter to get in the box and then give the sign and then the pitcher has to accept it. Now the pitch is going to come in, the catcher is going to throw it back to the pitcher while the pitcher is walking around the mound he'll already get the sign in his ear. Save, know, it'll just, save a couple seconds each it's, pitch. It's going it's to... I guess if it saves time, I'm It's cool going to save it. so I mean, much time. But that, but the, I'm all good for technological advances, advances. The whole thing with saving time in baseball is a whole different argument. I think it's ridiculous. People need to stop being babies and watch the sport. Like, they're I mean, supposed to be. I, I get it. Like, I get it, though. I enjoy watching a baseball game right now and again. But when you have to sit down and watch a four-hour, one-nothing yeah, baseball no, game, it gets a little tiring. For you. But baseball, baseball. baseball, but, like, the people that aren't really baseball fans. The thing is, is only weirdos sit down and watch 162 games in a season and, like, sit down at their TV. Very old men. That, that's not, that's not like, the demographic of baseball watchers. Most people who watch baseball probably watch, like, not even remotely close to, like, 20%. And that's the, the problem. They want to up that. But they, you can't. Like, this is not going to happen. But the people They're trying who, to. A lot of people will put the game on and then, like, do shit around the house. Like, they don't actually, like, sit around and watch. As long as they have the TV on. Or, like, have it on the radio. get a better TV and make more money. It's better. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm Pitchcom. Love it, hate it. So, when you first started the take, I thought it was stupid. And I, I think the aspect of wearing a headband and wearing a watch and all that. If anything, I think it's going to make it longer. I mean, either way, the pitcher has to say yes or no. Um, but true. as you got more into your take and where you went with it, I loved it because I 100%. That's actually what I had in my mind. I was like, 
people are going to start hacking, and that's where you went with it. <laughs> so the hackers. I, you already got I, enough nerds in the club. I was talking about staff. That's, they're going to be down in the dugout oh, now. Yeah. The front office guys <laughs> will be in the dugout with their computer. Here's so I love the take. I think it's I I would say it's like a waste of take of the year, but I actually don't think it's that waste of the take. I think it's like very possible. My thing is. There's no Wi-Fi in baseball stadiums, and that service is terrible. If you try to send a text message at a baseball game, you can't do it. So what happens when they try to do that, and the pitcher isn't getting it in? I mean, I guess you could go back to the, the sign not received. Exactly. So I think there's going to be a lot of problems with it. Um, I I don't think it's going to be successful, but if it does happen, I can definitely foresee some some hacking or message not delivered. You also have to understand every pitcher has different pitches. So how are they going to have, they're going to have... They program it. You put the gonna, you, button one fastball, button two curveball, button three change up, yeah, and then but, up, down, left, right. Right, right. Not all pitchers the throw pitches. three pitches. I, those I'm, three pitches. Do you probably have a ton of, ton of buttons? No, I don't. It, it's going to have to be I mean, if you're maybe if you're a guy with seven pitches, you don't use it. You don't yeah, have but, to use no, it. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's the guy. With, I'm like, there's fifteen different pitches in baseball, or you know, like there or, or more. Like guys have different. I don't know. I was just. There's no crying in baseball, though. There's no crying in baseball. I think you just have a. People are so fixated on trying to make the game go go with the times and make it faster. It's just not like you just can't do that. Like I mean, like I think you can. I actually I think you need to because baseball is falling behind. Nobody wants baseball. baseball. The way that you amp up baseball is you make it more like an experience when you're at the game um, and get people engaged. I mean, I can't afford to go to Red Sox games. They don't. Too expensive. they're gonna. They're not making money off of television sales. They're making money off of people going to the games. But they want to make money off of television sales. That's the whole point. Yeah, That's but the the, the attendance is what's down. I mean, I feel like people don't really. I don't think they care too much about the TV. Watching. I think they do. I think they want a big TV deal. They, they think that'll save them. I think that they want superstars that they can promote on. TikTok for 10 second videos so that people will buy their gear and then they want people to pack the stands. So make the or make all bike up. Because people aren't people aren't gonna sit down and watch a three and a half hour baseball game or a three hour baseball game. They're not gonna sit down and watch a three or two hour and twenty or forty one minute game because you made the game ten percent faster. Like it's not gonna make a difference. They need to give asses in the seats. They need to make the games more entertaining for people to want to go. When like if you go to Fenway, it's old timey baseball, and it's like you know you get your peanuts, get your cracker jacks. It smells like beer and tea, and you know there's nothing special happening. It just feels like you're at an old place watching a baseball game. But like I was at Atlanta, it's the newest stadium in the league, and they they dim the lights down, they do the chop, they have like racist sections of the park where they. Where like different fans do different things throughout the game, like it's more of an experience. They have fireworks go off every time someone scores a run. Uh, 
it was just way more entertaining as a fan, and the place was packed. I mean, the team was literally in last place at the time, and they ended up winning the World Series, but um, they the place was packed, and it was like a Thursday I, night game. I, I can see I can see why that would attract more people. Me personally, I'm more of a fan of the old school, where I mean, I've been to Fenway a bunch of times, and like Sweet Caroline playing yet for the Red Sox, but I mean that that's my vibe at baseball games. I feel like the the fireworks are fine, but like getting the audience involved that doesn't really like impress me or anything. I well, baseball's a, a pastime, and I think it it should be old school. But I get it. Like the new generation coming up is. Uh, a little bit. My argument to that, though, Cam, is that works for all the organizations that are old-timey organizations that don't have issues with fans. You know, like Fenway, Wrigley, uh, Yankee Stadium, even though it's new, but it's right across the street from the old one, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, you're talking about the new franchises that are, you know, struggling. You have to spice it up. Like, those franchises don't have that history. They're not old-timey. You have to, like, you can't try to be old-timey if you're a new team. You have to do something to get people there. All right, we've spent way too much time on this. Um, Sorry. Tucker, what does it take? You're, you're muted. Always muted. I'm not always muted. Always let's, muted. Let's just start off there. Always start let's off talking, and we go, you're muted. Five episodes that you want. So uh, I'd say... I'd say you average a mute every half episode. Every half episode. Yeah. Someone go through the tapes. So I'll watch all 118. Never episodes. mind. I'll reverse it. I'll say half a mute an episode. You average. No. Oh, half a mute an episode. Okay. So we went from two an episode to half of one an episode. So he's already cut down by four. I'll go one an episode. No. No. Absolutely not. All viewer idiots. Um, besides Ken, he didn't say anything. Um, so yeah, as we know, LeBron James not going to make the playoffs this year. Shocking. Me. I know. Um, Westbrook, Carmelo, all of them there. Um, LeBron James has now bankrupted the future of that franchise. And I've decided he's officially out this season. He is gone. He is not running it back with this team. He knows he can't win with this team, so he's going somewhere else. Maybe Cleveland. What a oh shocker! God. What a shocking move that would be. Back to Cleveland <laughs> with all the big dudes that are actually good now. So yeah, I think LeBron. Back to Cleveland, twenty twenty three. What's his contract situation? Don't know. Look it up. Um, LeBron. It does matter because yeah, no, the because the trade the trade no who would trade for him like how you, we, everyone I know but what are you gonna have to send you're gonna have to send every pick you have for the next ten he's years okay he's unrestricted so yes all right I like this then I agree yes I like this um, if he's unrestricted I mean this is what he does he comes in he sells the entire team. And then as soon as, you know, he realizes, oh, I, I maybe made a few mistakes on my roster building, he dips out. Um, that's when all of them a championship. Yes, 100%. Wins a <laughs> no, sells out. It's like Dombrowski. He's Dave Dombrowski in the NBA. He comes in, sells the farm for a championship. Good on him. It's worth it. And then he takes off. 
Um, genius for it. <laughs> it's kind of genius because he just is like, okay, you're gonna sell out to half me. See, the thing is, I'm just gonna leave you at shit. I don't think he plan. <laughs> I th- I don't think he plans for that for it to fail. I think he just goes I, in and he's I, like, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get it right this time. And he sells all of his young young guys for AD, and he sell and you know like he signs all these guys. That are clearly not the long-term solution. Like he's not building a franchise; he's building a championship team. So he doesn't give a shit about the long-term. He hasn't been like, "Hey, let's go for first-round picks this year. Let's develop some talent." If he goes anywhere, I think I think he will leave. I agree with you. Um, you're not making where he goes part of the sake, are you? Uh no, no, because I have no idea. Because maybe he will go back to Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe he'll go to what's a what's a what's. Memphis. Maybe we go to Memphis. Memphis is crazy good out of nowhere this year. You know where I'd like him to go? I'd like to just put us all in a pretzel and have him come to Boston. (laughs) It it would put this city in an absolute pretzel. It will not happen. He does not want to play here because everybody here hates him. But wouldn't that be the most diabolical move? He just comes to Boston, ties everyone in a knot. You get Jalen Brown running point. Jason Tatum at the two, LeBron at the three. Um, no, you trade like Jalen Brown for an aging veteran that's like an aging veteran superstar. It won't. Ha- it won't happen. It won't happen. But I would. It would be awesome because I'd be in a. I'd be pretzel brain because I, I actually rooted for LeBron early on. Earlier on in his career, just to be kind of a scumbag to all my Celtics fan friends when I really didn't pay attention to basketball. I. Uh, I rooted for him on the podcast. No, I haven't. I've been anti-LeBron this entire time. I, I, I've been pro-LeBron, but I think I'm the only one in that game. Yeah. Oh, no, I've been anti-LeBron the whole time. Uh, we'd love to see it. I, I think you will leave. Uh, Cam? Yeah, I think so, too. I think he's out of here. It does not look likely that they're going to make that play-in. I think they're two games behind with two games left. So, need a lot to happen. I think he's out. I don't know about Cleveland, but... You love to bounce around and stuff. And, yeah, I'm trying to think of teams that he might go to. I think he'd probably go back to the East just because, in my personal opinion, I think they're a little bit weaker. But a lot of up-and-coming stars, I don't know. I I feel like he's out, and he'll be in the league for another two, three years so he can play with his son and then – He's bouncing, so he'll probably go to a team that he wants his son to be drafted to. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's gonna he's gonna play it um, very strategically, and I think Bronny can go to the draft in three years, twenty twenty five draft. I think he's got two more years of high. I think he was a sophomore this year, but he's got two more years of high school and then one year of college. I don't know if I can take another LeBron in the league. Bronny's cool, though. Bronny, he, he might change when he gets in the league, but right now he's pretty cool. He's a cool kid. Yeah, he's about to, So, Bronny's about to be a senior. Is he? Oh, okay. Two years, then. He's going to be. So, wherever he's he goes, he'll sign a two-year deal. But what a, like... No, it'll have to be three. Again, I can't emphasize enough how smart that was for LeBron to get his son's draft stock up. Because now when you're thinking of drafting Bronny, you're like, well, if we draft Bronny, LeBron comes with Yeah, but what if LeBron's not as good as he is in two years? LeBron's having like an all 
career year. Right I understand. Now, like I understand that, but you never know. Yeah, I don't know. I but regardless of how well he plays, he'll put asses in seats and sell jerseys. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. If I if I would, business, if I had the number one pick that year, I'm taking I'm taking LeBron. Yeah, but from a business perspective, best thing you can do you will sell out your stadium every single night now. Now, what uh. What if, if they're on the same team? What number is the kid? He's zero. He's number zero. That's terrible. I already hate him. He's cool. I like Bronny. He's kind of a man. The only one who can wear number two is Leon Poe. He's number zero. Sorry. Oh, okay. Leon Poe. Um. All right. Let's move on to some segments. I, I didn't get to say anything. Oh, go ahead, Dill. Sorry. Um. I would hundred percent agree, and he's going to Cleveland. It's like lock it in. If I could bet on it, I would. I don't know if Cleveland's good enough if he's going to want to go there. I, he's going to do it anyway. Name another team that he'll go to. The Heat again? Maybe. Memphis. Memphis? Play with John Morant. Are there even Bears in Memphis? No, but they're Memphis because yeah, they're very, very good. Um, maybe I'll go to like the Suns. Play with CP3. That's his buddy. Um, all right. Um, all right, let's let's do some old March Madness talk. UNC Duke was the big game, obviously Coach K's last career game. Um, I was doing my best to troll Tucker during the game. Um, How'd it work out? It did not work out? out well. UNC won, obviously. Um, my thoughts on this game, like it, it was a good game, obviously, uh, but I really don't care that much about the game. I think Coach K, all I see is Coach K hate online, and I I like get it because when you won that much, like. Everybody hates you. Being a cas like an extremely casual fan to the point where I barely watch. Um, I don't I don't dislike Coach K. I mean, he coached USA basketball. You know, won us a few gold medals for our country. Turned Duke into you know a perennial kind of like the Alabama of uh, college basketball. Just won a ton of ton of games. Won you know some titles. Put out some great you know talent into the NBA. We can thank him for Jason Tatum. Um, like, I think he is a bit of a, you know, show showboat in the fact he makes it a little bit more about himself than it needs to be. Um, and not not the most hum- – mo- like one of the most fake humble guys, I think you can say. But I have no problem with Coach K. I think he – you know, his career was awesome and he did a lot for the, the sport. And uh, um, I'm sad to see him go as a Duke kind of I, – I like Duke. I will preface it with that. I, I enjoy, I, I root for Duke in most of the games. So, um, Tucker, big game for you. Obviously, your, your UNC Tar Heels vanquished the foe. Uh, you were pretty amped up with your, the money on the line. How you feel? How'd you feel after that game? Yeah, I mean, his legacy is completely tarnished. I mean, just to be embarrassed <laughs> like that twice in one season, Duke's done. Like, I, I'm sorry to say about this about Duke, but like, there's not a rivalry anymore. It's not. You lost Coach K's senior night, which was embarrassing on its own, losing to UNC. And then for the first time ever, UNC Duke meets in the Final Four. Duke's a top-five team in the country. UNC's an eighth seed with zero first-round picks on the team. And you lose again. It's over. Your legacy's tarnished. You're a joke of a coach. You clearly got way too much into this one-and-done era. Didn't believe in building a team anymore. Like, that was the difference in this game. It was a bunch of superstars versus a team. 
He was outcoached by Hubert Davis. And his legacy's tarnished. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, it was maybe, it was my championship game. If you told me, like, I would rather win that game than a championship. Now, I, that's, aside, that's actually, I don't, I don't like, I don't dislike that take. I don't like that. Money aside, like, obviously this year with $1,500 on the line, I would have preferred the championship. But that Final Four game is bigger to me than a championship. Because that will go down in Duke UNC history forever. That would have like, been like. The, say, when anyone ever says Duke's better than UNC, I'm going to say, remember the Final Four. It would have been like the Jets beating the Patriots in the AFC Championship. To, to retire Brady. Like, that's what it would have been like, yeah. you know? Yep. Bill Bell, like, and Brady were on a full retirement tour, and they lose the Jets. Yeah. Like, it would have to be a not-that-talented Jets team, like a Mark Sanchez Jets team. Yeah. Um, Cam, your takeaways from this game? All right. You said two things I disagree with, Trey. You said that you think that Coach K is not helpful is a little bit showboaty. I completely disagree. Um, I think he's actually closer to Bill Belichick in the sense of not really being a media presence and he doesn't make it about himself. I mean, he had that speech at senior night and he was telling everybody to shut up and I think one of his quotes after either he lost or his win against Arkansas or something he was saying in speech, like, it's not about me, all this stuff. He did not want the pressure. I think I, I, I agree with you, Cam. I'll just cut, cut you off. But I think a lot of people see it as, like, fake. Um, I'm not saying me necessarily, but that's how he's seen. It's like a fake, hum, humble guy that does care, like, does try to make it about himself. That's I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's what that's the perception is. That's everything I saw yeah. on Twitter. I mean, I just, I just don't see it. I mean, I feel like I've never seen him in the media with any sort of controversy or anything like that. So I, I don't think it to be true. And then Tucker, you said, um, God, I forgot what I disagreed with that you said. It'll come back to me. In terms of the game, um, I like UNC more than Duke. I like Duke. Um, but I, I kind of grew up just rooting for UNC and I was happy to see them win. You also said that it's comparable to like a Jets team that's not that good. UNC was really good, especially at the end of the season when they got hot. So, uh, they but they were a talented team. Is my point. I completely disagree with that. I mean, they had zero first round picks on their entire team. Well, going into the going tournament, they had one guy on their entire team that was that would be drafted. Now well, they have two more late round, late second round guys on top of a guy that was mid second round. Okay. Mondo and Love aren't going to the draft. Love had a terrible championship, but he's still good. And then... No, Mondo look at a mock draft. Mondo and Love currently are second-round draft picks. Late second round. Okay, I get that. But I'm saying you can't just look at their potential in the NBA as how good they are. I think they were a very good team, especially at the end of the season. I think they turned it up, and they were just really hot. And they kept it going, so I don't think it's a bad team by any means. But going back oh, to the I game, know they're a great team. They're just not an extremely talented team. Like it's not like Duke that has 
you know, multiple first round picks on their roster. They're a team right. that worked together well and played well. I think that was more the point is that like it's not one like superstar on this team is my point. So so two more things. One I remembered what I disagreed with you about. I think you're overreacting when you say his legacy is tarnished. Forty right. years in the league, the most back fours ever, five championships, he wins one every eight years. Whatever however good you think that is, I I mean it, I didn't think it was good when I thought about it, like, oh, 40 years, he's only got five. But there's a lot of games to be played, and that's pretty impressive to win one every eight years. The second thing is um, I feel like they kind of have the Kentucky factor as well, and whether that's Coach K's fault or not, I don't think so. He gets a lot of recruits that are very good but he has a lot of freshmen on his team, and then they leave. So it's hard to, to build a team around that. You see the years that they won it, but they didn't win it with Zion, Cam Reddish, and um, R.J. Barrett, which is insane because they were all, I'm pretty sure, first-round picks. But they're young, they're freshmen. The teams that he won it with were like one of the Plumleys that was there in like 12 years. <laughs> so I, I feel like it's, it's not really his fault that – you know, the team that was around him was young and he did, you know, what he could. Um, I like Coach K. He's going to be the Celtics next head coach. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, there also can, just to bring up the reason people hate Coach K, is the whole fake injury thing, um, which we, we've talked about on this podcast before. Didn't I say he was going to retire after that but, cheating stand- scandal? Didn't I make a take about that? I might have been a year early. I was close, though. That's a nearly winner. I remember. We'll look back at it. Dill, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm also a Coach K not hater. Um, I think I'm kind of the same vein as Trey. Like, I don't uh, I don't really have a dog in the fight when it comes to these two teams or college basketball, really, in general. Um, I've never hated them, though. I mean, I can understand the things behind... Uh, the vacant injury and it, it people like to say that he uh, seems to be like fake humble, but I might only just believe that a little bit because of how much I hear it uh, from anything that I can specifically think of. Cause again, I don't really follow it really. So that's probably why, but um, as for Tucker's take of this, just completely tarnishing his legacy, you know, I don't think it's going to tarnish the legacy by any means, but it's definitely, um, you know, a stain on the repertoire. Like, you know, I, I feel like he's going to go home and Coach K is going to go home and six months from now he's going to be like, God dang, I wish I uh, left on a high note. Instead, he left on a pretty low note. Um, so, I mean, it's just part of the game. The thing that, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, though, um, was the Duke team. It's really more about Coach K, but the team, I mean, the pressure that's put on those kids to be able to perform under their coaches, uh, you know, last year. I mean, that's got to be so tough. You know, all of the other teams that he's ever coached, they didn't have to uh, go through that and feel that way and have that pressure on them. So it kind of sets up the team kind of destined for failure, in my opinion, when you have that extra pressure. So I'm not really surprised that they faltered against a, 
uh, an underdog in, in their rival, uh, simply because of that fact, to be, to be honest. And that's probably why Coach K is trying to downplay, you know. So, obviously, UNC wins, goes on to face Kansas in the final. We talked about it. Uh, great final game. He was come back from Kansas. Um, I don't have much on it. I uh, did not watch it. Sorry, boys. Uh, Tucker, you obviously uh, had some money riding on it. You had your team in it. You, you came out with money, but uh, how would you feel about the, the final? Um, disappointed, to say the least. I, you know, it was just, it felt so winnable. Um, I went into the game with not too much faith and then developed faith over the course of the game just by how it was going, but I never felt confident. Like, there was no point in the game where I was like, we got this, because I know this team, like, Caleb Love specifically is such a streaky shooter. Like, and the one thing you know about him is no matter how streaky he is, hot or cold, he won't stop. And, like, I just remember watching that with 19 seconds on the show. 19 seconds on the clock, I just remember thinking, there is a 0% chance Caleb Love doesn't come down the court and immediately shoot a three. And he literally shot a local <laughs> shot with 13 seconds left. That was a I terrible knew it was shot. Coming, and then oh, they had the out of bounds, and I'm pretty sure that play was supposed to go to Brady or uh, Manic. Yeah, he slipped. He, he fell. Because he's definitely had a concussion, and it was just, it was pain. It was just pain. That was right where, um, uh, Bay, Baycock, whatever his name is, uh, slipped up like two plays before and destroyed his ankle again. It was the same exact spot on the court. I think someone may have, may have been, oh, uh, and dripping some Baycock water down there. I don't know what I was looking. Baycock's an absolute dog. He that looks like just, a dog. I mean, he out, he looks yeah. like a toe. He honest. looks like a toe, but that dude outworks everyone on the court. Like he was averaging. You guys he remember? He's one of the ugliest people I've ever seen. In my life. You guys, you guys remember uh, Spy Kids? Now, would, wait, 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 thumb thumb. Hand people. Yeah, the thumb now, thumb. Now, yeah. would you trade spits, spots with Armando Baker? You have to look like that, but you get to be Armando Baker. Does he? Oh, is yeah. he going to the league? One hundred percent. Maybe. So that's the thing. Like, he's a second-rounder right now, so, like, maybe he'll do a two-year stint in the league and just be done. But for the rest no. of your life, you're Armando Baycott. No, I don't think so. Bill? 100%. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. Like, when you don't have, like, the, oh, I'm going to be a career-long. I got, I got the weak enough ankles as is right now. I, I guess like I wouldn't have in. to work really hard. Like, I just basketball with my job, so that'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah. You mean you don't want to put in work to your fellow Massachusettsians? Of course I do, but I'd rather play basketball for a living. Yeah, true. Um, Cam, what'd you think of the game? I thought it was an awesome game. Um, UNC came out early, and that's usually what Kansas does. Well, they were up 7-0 at the start, and then UNC just kind of took over. I also didn't think it was over at any point. Um, watched the whole thing, and I typed in the group chat. I said, I think it was probably like 10 minutes left and Kansas was coming back within single digits. I was like, Kansas could win this by double digits. They were just playing a lot better second half. I think UNC scored like 29. Kansas had like 47 or something. Um, but I thought it was a really good game. I'm glad that it was exciting. Like the comeback was cool. I didn't have too much fun in the race, except I did have a couple of bets on UNC that didn't hit. Um, but overall, I think it was 
uh, one of the better championship games. Usually they're pretty close. Obviously, the UNC Villanova is a standout. And then I'm just glad it didn't end up like the UConn Butler year where they shot like a combined <laughs> 20-something percent. Um, shots were falling. It was electric the whole time. And, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Dell, this was a great game, and and what's what's good for me is that I really enjoyed watching this March Madness in general. Um, I think I'm a college basketball guy now because oh. I I do like watching good basketball when it's two teams that are like extremely fighting. That's entertaining. Um. I think I've just gotten away from watching basketball in general. But I don't know. This, this game, though, was everything that you really want out of a game, especially a championship game, with the big comeback. One team just dominating the first half, the other team dominating the second half. Um, and like Cam said, their shots were falling. Um, there was a couple minutes there in the second half, like three-quarters of the way through, um, where both teams were just flying too fast and hucking up shots and missing everything. But that was still entertaining. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, it was, it was a great game to watch. I had, so it was, it was halftime and I almost texted in the chat. I was like, uh, like going to say something to talk, like feel, feeling good talk or something like that. But then I, I didn't want to jinx it. So I didn't say it, but I, I feel like now I should have said it. Um, I was like, I'm usually like Cam. I'm usually like, oh, this other team, they still got a chance. They got to do this, that, and the next thing. They still got a chance. Um, but for some reason at halftime, I was like, there's no chance. Um, but then Kansas came out early and got it back below double digits pretty quick. And at that point, it was like they're within striking distance. And then UNC couldn't score to save their lives. So it was a great game. Um, all right, let's move on to some NFL talk. The big news in the NFL this week, the Patriots finally trying to address wide receiver. They trade a third rounder next year for Devontae Parker and a fifth rounder this year. Um, I'll tell you what I think. I, I like it. Um, I don't love it. I like it. Um, Devontae Parker has been really good against the Patriots specifically in the past couple of years. Um, he seems like he is what they wanted Nikhil Harry to be, just kind of a big, you know, big bruising wide receiver who can go downfield and make some long catches, take the tops off the defense. Uh, in 2019, he absolutely cooked the Patriots and Stefan Gilmore during his depoy campaign. Absolutely cooked him. I think I said after the game, like, there goes Stefan Gilmore's depoy, uh, thing on one of the first episodes of this podcast. Um... Uh, the big concern with him is injury. He's been injured a lot in his career. Uh, 2019 was his big year. He had 1,200 yards, something like that. And then last year, he only played like half the season. Um, so my, my thoughts on the trade are we obviously need receiver help. And I'm not going to turn down receiver help. He's a veteran guy. He can have big games. You know, he can be a productive receiver. Um, but I'll, I will say that I'm worried about the injuries and – I think this, you know, he's obviously, he, he's the, he was the fourth man on that Miami, Miami team. So we're bringing in the fourth man on the Miami team to be our number one guy. It just doesn't seem like it's going to, you know, be the best, best course of action for me. I think this removes the, 
the uh, chance that they draft a stud wide receiver in the first round. So I think we'll be going defense, like I said we would, or maybe O-line. Um, but, you know, I like the player. Uh, he's a good player. He's a hard worker. He just needs to stay healthy. Uh, um, but, you know, it just feels like we're trading trash for other teams' trash at this point. Instead of us actually going out and trying to get a game changer, we're just bringing in, you know, we have a, we have a handful of number four receivers on our team. Like and and that concerns me a little bit, but I'm not gonna reject the help. He's I, I'm excited about the player. Um, I think he could add some some help to our to our wide receiver core and be able to get open deep. Um, Tucker, what do you think of the trade? Number four receiver. Yeah, behind um, Hill, Waddle, and then there was another guy that they brought back. I forgot his name, but he's gonna be the he was gonna be the number three guy. So I mean, I just don't think this is a number four in any way, shape, or form. I mean. He wasn't healthy last year, but I think he was the number one guy on that team last year. Like, yes, he's the number two this year at the very most behind uh, Tyreek. I think there's no question he would be behind Jalen Waddle this year. I don't Jaylen think Waddle that's had, no question. Jalen Waddle had a huge good. year last year. Waddle was good last it's year. No question. Him last year versus Parker in 2019. Yeah, he's a rookie last year. Like, I don't yeah, think I, I don't think it's a know. question. I mean, he's not old and. He put up numbers, better numbers than Waddle, I believe. But um, I don't think so. Receptions, he had thirty less receptions, but also two hundred more yards. Right, he's just a deep threat and not as reliable. I well, if you're averaging more yards per game, I think that's more reliable. But that's beside the point. Um, I love this pickup. I think it's great. I mean, yes, I don't think there's a solid, like, superstar wide receiver on the team, which is something I would love to have. But I think we have a lot of good guys. And I think once you get down to it, like, that third, you're going, like, you know, you got four guys outside on this team. Who's your worst cornerback covering? Like, Jacoby Myers was... Nelson Aguilar. ...in first year because he was getting carded by your best player. I mean, now he's the fourth, like, third, fourth option on the team. I just think that the team's getting deeper, which I think will help it. I mean, I think it'll make it really hard to guard. You might not have a superstar, but you have a plethora of riches. So I, I feel pretty confident in this team. Uh, offense, in terms of weapons, I think that this That's is probably insane. better. I'm just saying, like, this is probably... I'd say getting a guy like Devontae Parker is probably better than taking a shot on someone in the draft. Well, you can't develop if you got a good if you get a good receiver in the draft, that's much better than getting a worn out Devontae Parker. I mean he's uh, I, this is a it would it'd be one thing if we had you know, if we were competing I, yeah, for a championship. You're not guaranteeing a good wide receiver in the draft. You're guaranteeing just a wide receiver in the draft. You're probably you right, old, Tucker. They don't know how to draft a position, so you're, you're probably right. They probably would fix some back. My whole point is that it's good to get a guy that you know is good versus a guy that might be good. I mean, that's just my thoughts, and usually a guy like Devontae, an experienced guy, is probably going to be better this year than getting a rookie. Um, for this season, you're right. Yes, for this season. But I and I think that we had other needs that we really need to address in the first round of the draft. So I'm happy about it. Does this make them better than the Dolphins? Yes or no? My answer is no. I still think they're better than the Dolphins, regardless. All right. 
Cam, you said we got fleeced. I don't think we got fleeced. I think it was kind of a fair trade for both sides. Obviously, we're getting a third round pick back for JC Jackson. Um, is it a fifth? We're losing a third, getting a fifth. Yeah, but we're getting a, a, a compensatory third round JC pick for JC yeah. Jackson. It's kind of a fourth round pick because it comes at the end of the round after everybody's picked. So, um, but I don't think it was a fleece cam. I think it was a fair deal for both sides. They had to shed no. some cap. This guy's not a lot of money. Um, so, what do you think about it? Does it make the Patriots better than the Dolphins? So I, I recanted that. I I just read surface level stuff and didn't really see the details and everything. So I don't think it was a fleece. I think it's a risk. I think Devontae Parker had one standout season, but he's also injury prone. Uh, the one year that he did have a standout, he played all the games, and he's never played a full season other than that. So I think it is risky. Um, I think he could be a number one guy if he plays like he did in 2019, obviously. Um, I, I think the Dolphins, I think they're going to be similar. I think it's going to be they split games. They both end up like 9 and 8, somewhere in that range. I think roster-wise, the Dolphins are better. Is not as well coached. I think Mac is probably in the system better than Tua, but I don't think it was a a bad idea in terms of now you can't get a wide receiver in the draft because, like Tucker said, I think there were other needs. Oh, I'm not saying that, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they can't. It's just not they're not going to pick one in the first now. Right. right yeah. Right. No, that's his point. Is yeah. that. We had other needs, so it's not bad that we're not taking a wide receiver in the draft because there's other things we're going to address. I, I'll just say I hope that they go after the Williams kid out of Alabama. I know we got hurt, but now you've got enough guys where you can just kind of sit him down for the year, redshirt him, and have him come back, kind of get that uh, Jamar Chase you know, connection because Mac and him played together. Sorry, Cam, to interrupt. No, no, I was pretty much done anyway. Um, the guy they picked up, Miami, is Cedric Wilson. They have. So he was Parker was going to be behind Wilson on the depth chart. What? Yeah. Um, oh, but wait, I just wanted to – oh, wait, never mind. I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, Dylan, go ahead. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, this is kind of like um, – I don't know. This, this kind of feels like when the Red Sox signed Brady Sizemore um, way back when. Um, Brady Sizemore signed by Sox. I don't even remember what year it was. Like, I think we were in high school. Um, he was washed up, uh, had a really good standout year, a little bit, got injured a few years, never played a full season. Sox signed him. Everybody was so hyped. He was their starting center fielder. Um, he played maybe the first three games and then broke down into a million pieces and got released. And, <clears throat> this is kind of feeling similar, like people are getting hyped for this guy, um, which, I mean, the injury things aside, he might be, you know, halfway decent um, and maybe even really good. Uh, so, you know, if it works in the Patriots' favor, it'll work like death by a thousand paper cuts because we have now four, four, number wide, four number threes on our team. So. <laughs> You know, if you can keep that team healthy with four number threes, it might be viable. But as soon as one of them goes down, um, now you're going to be in trouble. I actually so, think so. I, I think with the depth, it's going to be okay if he misses a couple games because we have 
guys that aren't going to be that much worse than him stepping into the role. So I think it's a, I think it's it's low risk, high reward. That's what I think it is. I think if he stinks, he's you got him for two years on a five million dollar year deal. It's nothing. Um, if he stinks, you say goodbye after two years and you move on. If he's great, then he's great. So I think it's very low risk, Cairo. And you lost a third round pick. I mean, third round pick can turn into good players, but with the way they've drafted recently, I don't really have a lot of faith. So, um, all right. Opening day this week. We'll, we'll touch on this last. Opening day this week. Um, just want to get expectations from you guys on your team. And if you want to give a World Series pick, go ahead. I don't know if I have one. I'll just say the Red Sox. I've been very high on the Red Sox this offseason. Uh, especially after picking up Story, I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to compete to the division. I've come down a little bit. I think that you've got four teams that could potentially win that division. I think that it's Rays and Jays are the leaders, and then Sox and Yanks are behind them. Um, a lot of people, I think, are forgetting after the ALCS run that this team was supposed to be dog crap last year and kind of found something. Now, did they really find something or did they just get lucky? I think that's what we're going to see. I do not think they're going to be terrible. I think they'll win at least you know, 85 games, really. That's what they should do and compete for the wild card. I don't see them winning the division, but um, obviously I, I like the team. I like the way it's put together. I'm a little upset about the sales stuff, but we'll figure that out. Um, but they're going to be a really good defensive team. They always hit. Um, even in this kind of rebuild era that we're in after the 2018 ship, they've still won above like 80 games every year. So they should compete. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I can't think of a World Series winner right now. So um, we'll go We'll go to the two Red Sox guys, and we'll go to the Yankees. Uh, Dylan, what are you expecting from the Sox this year? What are you expecting from the MLB season? Uh, the Sox have zero pitching depth, and they're already injured, and the season hasn't started yet. Um, so it's going to be rough going at the beginning, I think. Um, hitters are usually slow at the beginning of the season. Like, it takes them. Um, a few weeks to like uh, get back in the swing of things, no pun intended. And uh, that's a good, that bodes well for teams with good pitching. Sox do not have good pitching. Um, so I think they're going to start out real slow the first month of the season. And I think it might hurt them in the long run starting out slow just because of that. Um, but that being said, if uh, Toronto is worse than them, like I said last week, and Toronto has a dud of a season, um, that might bolster them up to the to a World Series championship. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, as for World Series, um, oh, it's tough. I'm going to go... The obvious choice is the Dodgers, just because they're... Um, so stacked, and they just brought in Freddie Freeman and uh, Trey Turner, and um, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with LA. I can't really say anything against them; they're just way better than everybody else. Tucker, socks. What do you think? Um, yeah, so. My whole thoughts on the Sox is similar to yours, Trey. Like, I know they kind of, no one really expected anything from him. They kind of came out of nowhere. I think as sports being part of that, he's still there. Um, so I feel confident with this team. 
you bring Chris Sale back into a more full-time role this year, he kind of made some comments today about how he's pissed off because he's barely even played baseball the last few years. So I, I, I think we're in a good spot. I think we have the talent to be up there competing for championships, especially with the story pickup. Um, and yeah, no one, Red Sox champion. I'm going to play the future on right now. All right, Cameron, flip side of the coin, Yankees. How are you, how you feeling going into opening day? I have less than high hopes to be Yankees. <laughs> um, I don't think that they're going to be good at all. I think they beat the Oreos in the division. <laughs> and then other than that, I, I really just don't think that they have it. Um, didn't really make any offseason moves. On top of that, we still have Boone, who everybody pretty much wanted out. So, not not looking too hot for the Yanks, but you know, hopefully, maybe they can get like a wild card or something. Makes something happen. I would say World Series wise, yeah, I got to go Dodgers. My my dark my dark horse for the World Series. Is uh, Chicago White Sox? Watch out for them this year. I think the uh, Yankees got rid of another first baseman today, like their second string first baseman or something like that. Um, not sure on that though. All right, let's move on to list, guys. Um, we're doing pizza toppings. Um, oh, I didn't even know what we were doing, but now I'm excited. Well, if you weren't playing video games, looking at your phone once in a while, you might know. Um, hey. <laughs> all right, my number five. Is a tough one. I don't know if you guys are going to agree. I think it's I, I, I think it's a topping. Um, red pepper flakes. I put it on my pizza every time I eat it. Makes it a little more spicy. I like the spice, so I just sprinkle a little red pepper flakes on it. I know it's not like something you order your pizza with. You can put it on after, but red pepper flakes is my number five. Cam? Yeah, I didn't go with any of the seasonings or anything. Um, but I do definitely have a... Uh, what do you want to call it? A... What is the word? Weird one. Controversial? No, no. Where everything's like the, the same connection, but I whatever. Uh, my number five is ham. I don't remember the last time I got ham on pizza, but thinking of five toppings that I would like, ham just came to mind as number five, so that's that's it. Uh, Tucker Dillon, what's going next? I still, I'm, I'm making my list Tucker. Up. Uh, my number five is something you're all going to despise. Ketchup. What? It was something wow. I did a lot as a kid. Wow. It fixes bad pizza. You've ever had bad pizza before? And you just grab a bottle of ketchup, boom. Just dip in the ketchup, pizza's fixed. Makes the pizza better. Disgusting. It really does. I know you hate it, but also, I'm not a huge topping on pizza guy. I haven't even thought of what I'm going to do for the rest of this list. But ketchup is my number five. It's disgusting. Uh, Dill, five, you got it? Uh, yeah. Um, number five for me. So we're going red sauce pizza, I'm assuming. I'm not doing any fancy. Could fancy be any type of pizza. Any type of pizza. I'm, I'm making an executive decision. Red sauce pizza. So um, number five for me is uh, sausage. Sausage is number five. Uh, Nothing like a nice little meat lover's pizza. Um, the best part of it, in my 
opinion, on meat lovers is the sausage. You get a nice little sausage bite. You get a little smokiness. It's uh, not too crunchy. It's just the perfect about amount of meatiness. Uh, so number five, I'm going with sausage. Yep, um, meat lovers was a big part of my list. Uh, the rest of my list is going to be meats, just to give you a a, a go here. But uh, my number four is going to be bacon. Bacon makes everything better. Obviously, I've even had bacon in ice cream, um, and it was pretty darn good. Um, bacon makes it better. Uh, throw bacon, you know, if there's bacon on that meat lover, it's not bad. Got a little, you know, the smoky flavor to it. Um, you get the bacon, you get the cheese, you get the sauce. It's all, it's all good, man. Bacon's my number four. Cam? The beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes. Uh, the word I was looking for was pattern. Um, there's a pattern with my list, and you mentioned it. Number four, I'm going hamburger. Um, wouldn't order it just like a plain pizza with hamburger, but Meat Lovers does have hamburger on it, so it came above ham, and that's number four. Can you say like ground beef on a pizza? That's a thing. Hamburger oh, yeah. pizza. They make a hamburger pizza. Like I've heard like ground beef on a pizza. I just never heard it called hamburger on it. Yeah, pizza. same thing. Tucker, four. I, I call it hamburger too, and Linnea kills me for it. Yeah, I've never heard that. Uh, my number four is ranch. <laughs> my God. It's a step above uh, ketchup. You know, as I age, I matured. It's and a little I, more acceptable. Dipping my pizza into ketchup to dipping my pizza into ranch. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a great list so far for me. I think the people will fully agree with all my takes. Um, but, yeah, a ranch, like, and one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life, bacon chicken ranch. Yeah, that's acceptable. I'm not going to fault you for that one. Uh, my number three is going to be sausage. You know, you uh, forgot me. My number oh, four sorry. is... Uh, my number four is going to be bacon. Bacon's number four. I'm not huge on bacon on pizza. It has to be the right kind of bacon. It's got to be a little crispy. It can't be dangly and, and squishy. Um, it also can't be too much. But if it's just right, oh, my God, that is a good pizza. It can just be bacon. It doesn't have to be anything else. If it's good bacon, it's fantastic. So bacon number four. Uh, you heard my number three, sausage. Um, a little bit more of a, you know, a texture than bacon, a little thicker than bacon. You can taste it a little more, you know, get get some uh, larger chunks on there. Uh, you get the spicy sausage. You get kind of the smoky sausage. You get any type of sauce you're going to get, it's going to enhance your pizza. going to add that extra twinge of flavor that you won't get. Um a lot of other places. So my number three is going to be sausage. Cam? My number three, I'm going bacon. Um, like Dylan said, when it's done right, it's very good. It has to be crispy. Um, but, <coughs> you know, I, I, I probably would order this, and I probably have ordered it on a pizza. I prefer it on a white pizza, actually. Um, I like bacon by itself. It definitely enhances the pizza. Also part of the Meat Lovers group. Number three. Tucker. My number three is... Can't find my notes out. Uh, buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken, you know, add a little spicier chicken. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of regular chicken on my pizza. I think if you're going to add chicken to your pizza, better add some flavor to it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, buffalo chicken pizza is up there as my number three favorite type of pizza. So, number three, buffalo chicken. Uh, Dylan. 
Uh, number three, I'm I'm breaking into new territory here. First one, I don't think there's going to be another one. I'm going a vegetable. I'm going green peppers. Put some green peppers on my red sauce pizza with some cheese. You don't even need anything else. It is to die for. I don't know what it is about it. I'm a big pepper guy in general, but um, I think it's the crunchiness, but it's got a little bit of the flavor to it that like softens the the like cheesiness <laughs> or something that might be overpowering. It's just like a good little crunch in there as well. Um, they can be sliced anyway. They could be big pieces. They could be little pieces. They could be, you know, like a whole round piece if you want to slice the pepper that way. I don't care. Uh, put it on my pizza. I'll eat it. Number three, green pepper. My number two is going to be buffalo chicken as well, Tucker, uh, because buffalo chicken is my second favorite type of pizza. Um, it's got to be with the sauce, with the you know hot sauce, so full ass buffalo chicken pizza. But I do love this piece of chicken. I've actually had buffalo chicken on red pizza before, and it wasn't bad either. That's why it's coming at number two. But you know, it's uh, buffalo chicken pizza is really good. Um, I usually like it without the ranch, so just kind of the chicken and then the sauce and the, the bread. Um, but it, you know, if you want something spicy, you want to mix it up on your pizza. It, I, it, it's it's a lot different than a normal red, red sauce pizza. But um, buffalo chicken got to be my number two. Cam. Yeah, I did forget about the uh, the chicken category, but that's okay. Number two, I'm going sausage. Um, I believe two of you mentioned it. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I like bacon better on its own, but in a pizza, it's just it's there more. Uh, it's a little thicker. It tastes a little bit more. Um, don't like it too spicy. I like just regular sausage. Um, also, on meat lovers, so that's a uh, part part of my list. Big, big, big part of the equation. Tucker? Mute, mute. That's two this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. We got to start counting. We got to have a stat line. <laughs> My number two is pesto, specifically pesto chicken pizza. Um, I'm not a traditional red sauce guy. If I'm not getting a cheese pizza, I want something, I want something different. So like, I, I like pesto chicken. It's a great type of pizza. One of my favorites. I had it just the other day on a flatbread. Incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, my number two, pesto chicken. I've never had a pesto chicken pizza. Sounds good. Uh, Dill, so. Uh, number two for me, I'm going with one we haven't heard yet. I'm going meatball. It's kind of like Cam's with, uh, the hamburg or the ground beef, whatever you want to call it, but slice me up a couple meatballs, cut cut them into halves if they're little ones, cut them into fourths if they're big ones, and stick that puppy on a pizza, let it crisp up a little bit. It kind of gets a little, I don't know, kind of just, just crispy on the outside and nice and juicy on the inside. I think I, I like it more than the sausage for whatever reason, but put some meatballs on that pizza, man. People don't do it enough. All right, my number one is going to be the undisputed king of the toppings, pepperoni. I get pepperoni on every single red sauce pizza I get, um, be it a meat lover's, be it a margarita pizza. I'll get pepperoni on it. Um, notice recently the trend of the smaller pepperonis coming around in most of the pizza places I go to. Love them. Love the little crispy pepperonis. There's nothing better than a good pepperoni, man. I eat pepperoni on its own as well. Um, you know, I love it on a cracker. 
Uh, but pepperoni pizza is the king of pizza. Every time you see a pizza depicted in any sort of, you know, media, it is a pepperoni pizza. Um, I mean, there's, this is the easy choice here. So pepperoni number one. Cam? Yep, I'm following suit with pepperoni. Um, it's weird. You said you eat it on its own, too. I do, but just not very often. I don't do it often. Don't, don't, don't think I'm sitting here with a stick of pepperoni every day nibbling on it. No. If, okay, if right. I make a pizza and I buy pepperoni, then I will eat it on its own. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really eat it on its own much. But when it comes to pizza, for some reason, it just it has to be on there. And it also takes up a lot of surface area. I think that's part of it. Um, every bite, you'll probably get some sort of a pepperoni in there. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just very traditional. And... Gotta love it. Uh, Tucker, number one. My number one is Buffalo Chicken Pizza. I think, oh, sorry, Barbecue Chicken Pizza. Sorry, I already own Buffalo. Barbecue Chicken is the king of pizzas. Um, I don't, I love chicken pizzas. If I'm not getting the cheese, it's Barbecue Chicken. As long as it's on the menu, especially a really good barbecue chicken pizza, there's nothing that can be there. Tucker with three chickens to top his list. It's crazy. Uh, Dill, number one. I'm not topping, guys. Um, number one for me, I'm going with Trey. I'm going with Cam. We're going the undefeated worldwide champion. It's Mr. Pepperoni. Um, like, I mean, you guys both brought it up. It's not something that you, like, I mean, you might eat it on a cracker here and there. But it doesn't go on anything else outside of, like, an Italian sandwich. But how often do I get, like, an Italian sub? Um, not that often. I got one this weekend. Goes, it goes on every single pizza that I get. And uh, it's spicy. It, like Cam said, it's got service area. It's got the crunch factor as well. Um, it, it, especially it, sometimes it kind of folds up a little bit and it becomes a little grease bowl. That's when it's really, really good. Mm. Um, I like it when uh, some places take essentially uh, like a pepperoni stick and like chop it up into little bits. Like go to Eastside Pizza, you get pepperoni like slivers. Um, Pittsfield, shout out. Best pizza in Birch County. Don't at me. Um, so, yeah, pepperoni number one. Anybody who says otherwise, <clears throat> Tucker, uh a loser and they go mute too often <laughs> personal all right let's move on movie the movie is head of state who watched it i did i also did dylan did cam did you, you didn't watch it i did not okay um so tucker you'll go last but i like this movie uh i liked it uh, more when I was a, when I was younger, um, I think as most things are, you know, you find something when you're younger and you find the holes in it when you're older. But I did enjoy it. Um, Chris Rock is very funny. Uh, that's kind of an obvious take, but I just love some of the, <laughs> some of the weirdness in this movie, like the fact that the the candidates die in a in a plane crash. I think it was pretty funny, and the the video the, the video of Bin Laden um, dubbed over. Um, so, I mean, it, it was funny. It wasn't as funny as I remember. I like the political angle in it, obviously. Um, 
it's just it's funny to, to, to look back at like what the politics were like back in like 2003 i think is when this came out before the 2004 election um and bernie mac gone too soon i liked him in it um it's like i said not as funny as i remember i think the movie would have been better if he would have lost at the end it would have been a better movie maybe not a better comedy but would have been a better movie if he lost uh narrowly you know and maybe then starts a career in politics like continues his career in politics after that um yeah i i love i love i i don't love this movie i like this movie i'm gonna go with a six two i enjoyed it um if you if i watched it you know when i was in high school again probably would have been closer to a seven maybe even over seven um bill yeah, I thought the movie was okay. Um, Chris Rock is funny. Um, I like how we went with a Chris Rock movie after the events of last week. The Slap. Um, the Slap, as it's become known. Um, I, I think it's a it's a funny premise, obviously, right from the rip with the other candidates dying and Chris Rock, like, you got to run, you're going to run for prison now, and he's like, just about it but <laughs> yeah the fact he's uh, just like all right uh like the straight talking style is funny like imagine if every every politician in the world was was like that it would be it would just be way more uh down to earth and, and, and kind of funny if people were just like ripping into into what's wrong about things without trying to sugarcoat anything so i i like that aspect so as a movie, it's it's one of those crappy comedies. It's probably one of my favorite Chris Rock movies. Um, you know, he doesn't... I don't really know of another movie that he does. Madagascar, bro. No, he did that. He's like the main guy and it's nobody else. I mean, Bernie Mac's in this one, but... Um, I don't know. I, I, I like Chris Rock, so I'll give it... What'd you say, 6-2, Trey? Yeah. I'll give it a 6-4. Tucker, your movie, your score. Uh, I love this movie. This is like one of my favorite movies from when I was younger. Um, I just, it is what it is. Like, it's nothing, like, it's not yeah. supposed to be, you know, like, it's not supposed to have a deeper meaning at the end. It does exactly what it's intending to do. It's supposed to be like a slapstick comedy, no deeper message, no anything. Like, it's politics. But it's not politics. Like, it's not attacking anything, which I love about it. Like, to find a political movie yeah. that just has no real stance. And it's just like, this is jokes. Like, this is like, haha, what if Chris Rock ran for president? Like, it's not about a deeper political message or anything like that. I just, it's what makes this movie great in my mind is that it stands for nothing besides being funny. And it does that well. And you know what? I'm going to give it a high rating. Because this is one of my favorite movies of my childhood. It's an 8-3. This is the first time I've seen it. That pulls it out at 6.9. That's the, that's the tough thing with our uh, our scale here. Because um, you have to rate it on the same level as like the Batman. Which is obviously like well, a good movie. But, and, like, but the thing is, like, I'm not basing this movie. I'm basing it on how much I enjoy I know. Movie. That's where we differ. Because I, I take my prior ratings into account and realize, oh, I have to rate this on a scale the same as, like, the rest of the movies we're going to see. Some of them are going to be, like, you know, Oscar-nominated films and stuff like that. So, um, is it my movie? I think it's, you it's me. 
Yeah, it's me. Ah, crap. All right. Oh, shoot. No, I don't. I I kind of want to do Jackass Forever because I just watched it. But is I that the new one? Yeah. It's on Paramount that. Plus. Um. Is that the only way to watch it? I don't know. I think so. So I don't want to do that. Shoot. Um, I am unprepared. Funny, I was going to watch that movie today. I want to watch it. I just so All right. Jackass before. Forever. Jackass Forever. Um, that's the movie. Um, it was funny. <laughs> um, all right. That's our show. Waste takes. Uh, that episode, the last week's episode is up. So we'll have a double poll for you again next week. Um, we got draft month, boys. It's draft month. So we'll have draft coverage coming up here. We're done with March Madness, but we're on to the next thing uh, and baseball. So a lot to cover in the next couple of weeks. But uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next week.